welcome to the Commission Bread Podcast, a mortgage professional's complete guide on how to successfully scale your business and not fall into the trap of commission breath. And now your hosts, Brandon Love and Tom Moffat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Commission Breath. Brandon Love here with Tom Moffat. We are super stoked to be back in the studio. We took a week off last week because both of us had wicked head colds. We had tried to do a couple of recordings and they sounded awful. So we figured we'll spare you all having to listen to us and just give you a breather. If anyone wants to hear how bad it was, go listen to our latest episode on FI Talk, the six minute episode solo by Brandon himself. Oh my God, man. <laughs> so bad. Six minutes, two bottles of cough syrup. I don't know. I was sipping syrup up in the studio and feeling a little bit loopy. It was there. a great episode. It, you just sounded like shit. <laughs> yeah, I felt like shit too. I feel great today. It's good. It's amazing what multivitamins and red wine can do. So we're back at it. Amen, brother. We're buzzing. And you know what? I hope you took that week and had some time to implement some of the ideas we've talked about, because at the end of the day, if you don't action any of this, what's the point of being here? But this week, we're excited to do a deep dive into something that we feel is getting a lot of buzz and attention by other people in the industry right now, all telling you to do social media, go do more social media. But you know, everyone's got a different take on what that looks like. There's so many different avenues on how to do it. So we're just going to share our way in which we are utilizing it right now to grab market share. So Tom, why don't you kick things off for us? Yeah, so you already alluded to it. The really cool thing about social, in my opinion, is that there's so many different ways that you can grow through it. Like, first of all, there's so many platforms, like which one do you pick? I think Instagram is really the popular one amongst realtors and mortgage brokers. So, I mean, I would lead towards that, but let's just use Instagram for an example, and we'll probably reference this quite a bit throughout the episode because that's what you and I mainly use. Like, There's so many features that Instagram has launched within the last year that it can be overwhelming. But the cool part is you can pick one or two of those features and really just dive like full out on that and just expand on that and be like truly the only person doing that specific thing. So what we'll talk about is really the types of videos that we're pumping out and the kind of like lead funnel that we're going to be coming towards to get people into our world and then have that call to action. So what we are doing now is we alluded to this in the last podcast recording for the podcast episode. We have two types of videos. We have our hook videos, which you can think of like these videos are optimized to get as much reach as possible to get people in the door as followers and consumers of our content. And then you have the second type of video, which I call bingeable content. So once they're in our world, then they're just going to start binging our content. And it's more so like personalized stuff where they can get to know our personalities a bit better. It's not going to be videos that pop off like the hook videos, but more so like down to earth conversations. And that comes through our podcast. So do you want to elaborate on the hook videos and then we can transition to the bingeable content? Yeah, for sure. So I think yesterday was a good example of this. You released a video and I believe it got 12,000 views within the first 24 hours, which is pretty good for us. And what it was, was you had a hook in there just talking about, you know, fixed rates have come down and sharing your take on it for anyone who's in the market right now. So obviously we have a lot of brokers, realtors following our channels. So you grabbed a lot of market share that way of eyeballs on it. 
Whereas other times we're talking about things like credit utilization and how to optimize your credit profile or like our journey to financial independence, which, you know, it's not going to pop off for 12,000 people curious to learn more about it, but it shares a bit about us and a bit of ways that people can improve their profile or improve their financial journey. So just different little takes there. Overall, it contributes to the complete picture. You wouldn't want to be popping off those one hit wonder videos over and over again yeah. uh, because there's not a lot of substance to it. It's just a quick hit. It's like doing shots. You know, you can do shot, feels good for a second, but you want to have sometimes just that bottle of wine and dinner and establish something. It's always, always drink related, eh, Brandon? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. It's like, to me, when I go to someone's profile, it's like, it's all these like hook videos where it's like, they're just trying to get viral videos out there. It's like, ah, I don't see much of your personality. Like for me, when I go to someone that has those, but then they also have like content through like the form of like a podcast and they're conversing with people and you get to see their personality more. To me, I love that. And I think that's where you really start doing more conversion. Because at the end of the day, you're not doing this to try to be like, you know, a social media influencer, you want people to buy from you, which is get a mortgage. So you want to convert people into your world, booking calls, starting applications, whatever your funnel is, you want that to happen. And that's not going to happen just with hook videos. So with the hook video that I did yesterday, so I haven't done TikTok in a while. And this was like the first time I was like, you know what, let's just try it out. Because I know TikTok is where you can leverage getting a lot of views. And for me, using TikTok is a way to get people into my Instagram world, because that's where I'm going to do the converting. I want people to get to my lead magnet through Instagram. So when I did this video, like I was literally working out, I was like, oh, this might be a good video idea. I popped open my phone and I did it in the first take. I knew in my head what the hook was going to be. And the hook was rates are decreasing. Yes, you heard that right. Rates are decreasing. Here's what you need to know. I said something like that. And obviously that's going to catch people's attention because in an environment that we're in right now, like nobody's talking about rates decreasing yet. It's a bit hooky, but when I further explain what that means, it's the fixed rates that decreased last week. Here's what you need to know if you are shopping for a home or whatever, right? Elaborate on that. And within the first 24 hours, I think I was over 12,000 views, which isn't like a crazy amount, but for something I did in one minute, I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I kind of figured out the formula. So now I'm excited to bring that with you. And now we're going to really mastermind and figure out all the content ideas and get some really polished edits and really dial in on refining our hooks. For sure. I think that's the key piece is like at the beginning, it's a lot of like spray and pray, you know, let's throw a bunch of stuff out there, see what sticks, but then there's no insights as to like, what was actually sticky about it? Was it just timing? Was it the fact that like you put a hashtag or whatever? Like yeah. now there's more of a key strategy. We have a funnel. We have the vision of what goes into the funnel to fill it up and the types of content that are going to create that. And then there's a guiding strategy throughout it. Whereas like we have like a calendar now that has kind of video ideas that are coming out. Where's the content being pulled from, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so much more thought and insight into it that allows us to look back on it and say, okay, did this achieve the result we wanted? And if not, how can we tweak and modify this for the next three months? 
Whereas before I'd be like, Hey Tom, when you put a video of you in your gym, people really like that. Let's do more of those. Or like me, when I do like a video edit at the cottage, people give that a lot of likes, but does it lead to any leads? I don't know. Whereas now we can actively measure and view that. Exactly. And like you said, it's not always about the views, but views turn into leads at some point because they're going to follow you. They're going to start consuming the bingeable content, which I'll get into in a second. But the last point to that hook video I sent out, I'm just remembering this now, I reposted it on Instagram. And there's a key trick there, folks, if you're trying to repost TikTok on Instagram, don't just copy the link and download it. You have to copy the link, go to an app called SnapTik. And that's going to remove the watermark and the actual like back end settings that Instagram can read that it came from TikTok. Like if you're just trying to download it and post it on Instagram, Instagram is going to be like, hey, that's from TikTok. I'm not pushing this out. They just know it's just on the back end. So SnapTik is the app. You can remove that. So anyways, I did that, took two seconds, posted it out. And four uh, realtors mentioned it on their stories three realtors out of the four have never done any deals with they've never sent me leads actually one of them is the other partner (laughs) one was he screenshotted it was one of my realtor partners who you know because now we've merged yeah he he knows (laughs) back in the day that would have been like they probably would have shared it too and i would have been like shit tom's stepping on my turf yeah if we didn't partner up right but i mean if we didn't partner up you probably wouldn't have done it but with that being said those other three maybe they have mortgage partners and they saw they're like oh my god like who's this guy he's another mortgage broker and they're reposting my stuff and i found that's been like we're going to do a whole episode on referral partners and social media but i find like that's just an added benefit to what we're doing here on social is it's creating conversations like you bet like when they mentioned my reel i dm'd them right after and started that conversation and then i ended up booking a meeting with one of them so i'm like all right cool this is working not just to drive leads in from consumers, like it's good for the referral partners as well. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest piece is it's your magnet into your orbit and then you're keeping them there. And we will do a deeper dive on the advanced strategy we have to nurture those realtors once they're in there because I think that's really cool, but it's probably 20 minutes on its own. Yeah, exactly. How that's going in. But let's kind of shift to the next phase of that. So you've got the hook now, you've got them swimming in your waters. What kind of videos are we using to keep them there? And how are we creating those? So I think you have two different angles. Well, really, you have a lot of different angles. But in my eyes, it's like, okay, you can start a podcast, which is like, that's a lot more work having two podcasts, Brandon, like, imagine, you're probably feeling it too, like, it's hard to keep up. But even just doing one podcast, like it's more work. But with that being said, it also isn't because if you do a podcast, you can get an editor to strip out short form content from that podcast, which feeds that bingeable content where you start having these conversations with people. It's more natural. Like if we're taking clips out of this episode here, it's showing more of our personality versus like a hook video. And that's what we're doing with the podcast is we're taking out about two to three clips every episode. Yeah. I think, right? Is it two to three? Yeah, two to three. So we just shifted. I think we were getting... Yeah, we were getting 15 pieces of content per month from the podcast. And now we're shifting a bit. So that's going to be one per week for each episode from our FI Talk podcast. And then we get sometimes stuff from this is relevant to our unique mortgage pages. So we'll share that. Sometimes it's not. It just comes with the whatever week it is. And then we are taking those same editors, though, and then 
filming our own short form kind of detailed videos and having them do edits on that. So I don't remember the exact mix of how we're splitting it up. Yeah. It'll be about 15 pieces of edited content per month. And then we'll have, you know, the one-off pictures or like quick video you do somewhere with a little idea that we just put out on our own unedited. Yeah. And that's the second piece to it is for the bingeable content, you can do those quick videos of like you in the car. You're like, Hey, just wanted to give you a quick update. If it's a market update or quick mortgage tip, whatever it is, like doesn't have to be that viral video, but it's more of that like raw, authentic video that you can have in there, which adds to that bingeable video content. So that would be like the second component. And you can just do that if you didn't want to do any of the actual podcast ideas, because again, the podcast is more work to it. But again, that's for another episode where you can leverage other people's audiences with the podcast, which we did allude to on the last episode as well. Yeah. And then I think there's another layer too that you factored in recently this week as well, is that you are talking with your existing partners and you're helping them create content for their channels, which in turn, they tag you as a collaborator. So you gain access to their audience there. The audience comes in, they see the get to know you type content there, and it's just increasing your orbit but it's very warm people so that when they come time to get a mortgage and they reach out to the realtors and the realtors are like, oh, I recommend Tom. They're like, oh yeah, I know Tom. I've actually consumed a bunch of his content. So your first discovery call is so much warmer and you've already nurtured that client to a point where I'm probably going with this guy. First call is a formality and then I'm just going to do the application. Yeah, it's really full circle. And it's funny because Wiley shares the same opinion. Like I was very skeptical of social early on. I tried it out for a bit. It's like, you know, it's not really for me. I'm just going to go the realtor route, build those relationships on the back end. But the social from a referral partner perspective is it's just really accelerating it. And I'm finding all of these added benefits sprinkled in there. Like from one of the mentions on another video I did from a realtor, one of her followers, she wasn't even using her as a realtor, but it was like a friend or something like that. She watched the video and then she DM'd me. I think I told you about this, Brandon. Ended up getting a full app and docs from this girl because she wasn't happy with her current mortgage broker because of the stuff I was talking about. She's like, hey, he didn't mention anything about that with rate holds. Like he only gave me one option. I'm like, hey, yeah. I'll give you more. Like, I don't want to steal this guy's business, but if you're not happy with him and he's not doing a good service for you, then I'll entertain it. And that's really my motto there is like, I'm not poaching other people's business, but like, if you're doing a shitty job for your client, man, like, come on. Yeah, come come on. on. At the end of the day, you know, you're taking it. Who cares? You got to eat. So I personally feel like if someone's dropping the ball enough that they're, they're willing to consider you, then do it. If it's within the same network, like sometimes we'll get people referrals and they're like someone else at Bricks. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? You're in good hands there. And last week too, shout out to Ashley Najim. If she's listening, someone had gone to her and she was like, Hey, you know what? You're working with Brandon. You're in good hands. It just turns out like the realtor had given three names. She was on the list. I was on the list. I got further with my schedule. So that kind of stuff, I appreciate it. But if it's another broker who's not in your channel or not in your friend group and like, you don't know that they're doing a good job with their business. So you might as well show that you can service the crap out of that person. And Yeah, I think that's the key, man. If they're not doing a good job, like I've called brokers after be like, hey man, like just a heads up, like this person reached out to me. In those situations, I knew that wasn't the broker doing a disservice. It was just a miscommunication because like, man, mortgages are complicated. Some stuff is going to confuse clients. And when people are confused, that's when they try to reach out for other opinions. So yeah, 
that's our model. And I'm sure people listening will be like, ah, they might disagree. And, you know, I've seen that on Facebook before, but you know what? Everyone's got their opinion. So, yeah, you're welcome to your opinion. That's right. We just don't always agree with you. We don't often agree with each other. So, there you go. That's right. There you go. <laughs> that's life. So, yeah, because we're going to dive into Feral Partners a little deeper on another episode, why don't we kind of dive quickly into the types of content you should be putting out there? And I think we have a bit of a different view on this. So why don't you go into yours first, Tom? Is this quality over quantity? Is that the view? Okay. You know what? I was of the opinion, like you have to post once a day, you got to get that quantity out there. And I do believe that. But I think before going that route, I've tried doing that and I got overwhelmed and then it ended up just stopping because it's like, crap, man, like I'm burnt out here. Whereas I would much rather focus on quality and having really, really good content more sporadically, not like once a week, but maybe every other day instead of once a day. And then from there, then you start building up the quantity as you get comfortable with it versus trying to just do it too much at once. And it's just shit content because I think the shit content is going to hurt you at the end of the day. Like if someone's going to discover your page after maybe they watch one video that they liked and then they see the rest of it, it's like, I don't really care for any of this. I'm just going to move on. I would much rather have someone consume my content where it's like they just keep going because they love it. Yeah, true. That's fair enough. I was going to disagree with you for a second there, but then I realized sometimes I go to a page and I'm like, man, this is really irritating. I'm probably not following this person because I don't want to see every day, but I did like that one little piece. So that's a good point there. I do agree that sometimes when you overcommit to things and you're like, I'm going to post every day, one, those posts are usually pretty shitty. Two, it just like takes so much time away from the rest of your day and like actively prospecting at the end of the day like my personal view is like social media is like peanut butter on a piece of bread but the bread is actually you're like active prospecting and like calling people and the other things that generate leads today social media generates the leads tomorrow and like that overall bigger brand so don't like spend too much time and i feel like so many are sitting there for like an hour or two hours a day being like i got to come up with my video today oh hope this one hits and it's like no okay you could have just called 25 people yeah hands down i agree with that and especially if you're starting on your business man like build that book of referral partners first this is my opinion build that first then go into social media i know social is great i mean it depends there's two different types of like social you've got the dms on the back end and then you've got the content i think if you're doing dms I mean, it's social, yes, but it's really your cold outreach, your warm outreach, which ties into like that base foundation that we're talking about. But if you're talking about the the content, build that out after you have your base. And I do believe though, I will add, I think at some point, I have yet to see it in our industry. I don't know if anyone's gotten to this point, maybe a few, that once you get so well-known and you have that established brand and that becomes your main source of leads, then maybe that is where you go all out on it and you just focus on that and then retire the other stuff. I'm never putting my phone down, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon's old school. He always likes to take out the phone call, which I respect. Can't take that away from me. Yeah, so I think that's true though. So we've kind of talked facing the audience, but there's what goes on behind the scenes and that DM strategy, sending the videos, those kinds of things are all ways to have outreach in addition. So once they're in your orbit, that's kind of where you're hitting them up. And then you're getting the cell phone number and graduating to calls, texts, et cetera. So it's a gateway. Use it and grow the audience that way. All right, buddy, you want to wrap us up? You want to round this out? Let's round it out. If you guys like this content, here's our call to action. 
give us a five-star review if you can. And you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can even type in a review there. That'd be greatly appreciated. That helps us boost in the algorithm space on the podcast network. And we're just going to keep going, Brandon. We're just going to keep pumping out this stuff. And yeah, for sure. The future. And like, let us know if you want us to go deep on anything. Because sometimes we're like, what do people want to know about? And everyone seemed to love AI, which was a surprise to us. I'm going to be honest, man. I thought that was one of our worst episodes and everyone loved it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So all maybe right. it was all the robots listening to it. But let us know and we'll do deeper dives on those things. We're happy to share. We're an open book here and we look forward to growing with you. Have an awesome week, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.